Well, hello, it's Dave Ryan. Welcome to another episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Isn't it funny how, you know, time gets away and we're like, well, you know what, I'm going to skip doing that this week. I've skipped doing the podcast for many weeks. I've been very inconsistent. It's kind of like working out or something like that. We say, you know what, I just don't think I'll do it this week. And then pretty soon another week goes by and then we've totally gotten out of the habit. And I have told myself, just like we all do when it's going to the gym or watching what we eat or whatever, well, you know what, I got to get back into that habit. And, um, you know, at least we do it once in a while, (laughs) right? Right now, what habit are you trying to get into? What habit are you saying, you know what, I've got to do that more often? Is it exercise? Is it calling your mom? Is it reaching out to your friends? Um, I'm really bad at reaching out to my friends, um, but I know friends of mine who are really good at it, and they'll find a reason to like text me for no reason, as silly as that sounds. It's like, hey, we're on vacation. It's really warm down here in Florida. And I'm like, okay, that was just their attempt to really reach out to me. So, hey, listen, there's all things that we could uh, work on and do better at. Okay, so we're going to talk about a couple of things today. First of all, um, what I've been doing this weekend, today is Sunday, And I've been going through old family pictures, like pictures when I was like two or three or five. And my dad used to take color slides. And if you're not old enough to know what color slides are, it was basically a negative mounted in a little frame of cardboard. And there was a slide projector. Maybe you're 22 years old. You've never heard of this before. If you're 42 years old, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And people stopped taking slides years ago, 20, 25 years ago, because you know, there's, they're inconvenient and people used to use a projector and show them on the wall or something. And, and so my dad had hundreds of old slides that you would only be able to look at by holding them up to the light and they were tiny. So I got a converter online and I've been converting them to digital pictures and it's a slow, tedious progress, but here's something I really noticed about taking photos. Uh, the only ones I care about are of people. If he takes a picture of, uh, he was in France and he took pictures of like the Louvre and the uh, Arch or the Arc de Triomphe, I think is how they say it. Uh, I don't care about those. I didn't, he took a picture of the Mona Lisa back when you could do that. I don't think they let you do that anymore. And I saved that one because it's the Mona Lisa, but he had a bunch of other pictures of art and buildings and boats and cars and street scenes. And I didn't save them. And that's something I noticed is that the only ones that I wanted to save were people that I knew and just people. And there's some are babies. It's like, is that me? I mean, it seems like it's around the right time frame for it to be me, but it doesn't look like me. So labeling pictures is a whole other story. But so I thought that was a good lesson. So if you go to Disneyland or go to Disney or go to Yellowstone, okay, take pictures of people in front of Old Faithful or take pictures of people on the rides, not just the rides by themselves, because through the perspective of time, these pictures being 50 years old, I don't care about them. You know, it's really interesting though, to see what my dad thought was interesting at that time. And you know, what else is weird is to see my dad younger than me, because that's kind of a trippy thing. My dad's been gone for 10, 15 years now and 13, as a matter of fact, to be exact. And it, it's just weird to see them, your parents, at an age younger than you were. So, of course, they all were. Um, I was at the Beatles Rain event last night, the big concert. Like, it's a, it's a Beatles cover band, but it's huge, and they have it down at the State Theater. And it's a touring show. 
and there were, you know, thousands of old people. And I'm saying, like, the Carson was one of the youngest ones there. And all these old people who remember when the Beatles were new. And there was this lady in front of us who looked like your typical grandma, probably close to 70 years old. And she was loving it. I mean, she just, you could tell that she was back in the day when the Beatles were big. She was probably 15, 17 years old. And this was the soundtrack to her life back then. And she was, and it was fun to watch her because she was kind of like dancing in her seat a little bit and bobbing her head from side to side. And I thought, you would never guess that this woman was old, was young once. And that's one of the chapters in my book. Hey, even old people were young at one time. And it's really, it's we forget that sometimes. We know they were, but we look at them and we say, well, she's always been 70. She's always been old or she chose to get old. Listen, she didn't choose to get old. Your grandparents, your parents, you haven't chosen to get older, but we forget sometimes. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to from pictures to... There's a chapter in my book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. It is chapter number 84. Chapter 84 is only a page long, but it basically says, hey, when you go to your kid's dance recital, when you go to uh, you know the zoo with your kid... Watch your kid. Don't watch the whole thing through the you know the lens of your camera, the viewfinder of your video camera or your phone. Watch them. Because number one, I'm here to tell you, you will not go back and watch all of your kids' seventh grade band concerts. You will not go back and watch all of your daughter's four-year-old dance recital. God, it's painful to watch. I mean, you might watch a little bit of it, but just get a little bit. Don't watch the whole don't tape the whole thing. We've got dozens of Allison's old uh, um, dance recital videos. I don't watch them, but I like looking at pictures or short little video clips because she was adorable. So uh, watch it in real in real time, in real life with your own eyes. Okay. Um, one other thing that I was going to talk about was creativity. And I am not going to pat myself on my back and, and, and say that I am super creative. Um, but... I really enjoy creativity, whether it's, you know, coming up with bits and ideas or songs or funny commercials for the show or different ways to present the show or to say things. And and people like Fallon calls me a freak. She's like, how does your mind even come up with things like that? I don't know, but I'm going to take a guess. And if you are working on being more creative, and let's face it, some people just are naturally more creative and some people just are not. And I think a lot of it honestly does come from the the idea that we'll t- we tell ourselves, I'm not creative. Well, therefore, you're not going to try to be creative. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips that I know that have worked for me as far as being creative. Okay, here's here it comes. This is the big secret to be creative to me is do and experience lots of stuff. And that's it. Because the more things you do, the more things you experience, the more shows you watch or people you meet or concerts you go to or activities you enjoy, the more things you'll have to pull from when you are being creative. Let's say you did nothing but sit and watch TV. And let's say as you watch TV, the only thing you watch was Game of Thrones. And now somebody asks you to be creative. Well, the only things that you have to pull from are Game of Thrones and the experience of sitting on your couch. So how creative can you be when those are the only things you have to experience from, uh, to pull from? But if you, I don't know, let's say you um, learn what's you learn Spanish or you learn, do you take yoga? 
or you go to Brazil on vacation. Hey, listen, not everybody can afford a trip to Brazil, but you're kind of getting the idea. Uh, you go for a walk. You take your dog for a walk. You volunteer at the Humane Society. You sign your kid up for Girl Scouts or, you know, all these different experiences. Now, when you want to be creative and you have to write something for school or work or something like that, now you've got somewhere back in your mind, in your subconscious, all these experiences that you've pulled, that you've that you've lived through, that you can pull from to make you more creative. And there's more to it than that, but honestly, I think that's one of the things that I really love about experiencing lots of things. And people say, you have too many hobbies, you have too many passions, you ride motorcycles, you fly airplanes, you do magic, you do video games, um, you love history, you watch airplane crash shows on TV. Um, all, and it's like, yeah, I love all that stuff. And there's more that I want to do. I, dove, I, I love uh, whittling and carving. I'm terrible at it. Um, and I love hanging out with my kids. We do Boy Scouts. But all these different experiences... And things will add to your creativity. And honestly, that's so much of it. And I've always been that way. So are you the kind of person, ask yourself this honest question, are you the kind of person who does the same thing in the same place with the same people all the time? Or do you try new things and go camping or whitewater rafting or sailing on Lake Minnetonka? We make a joke about that because there's one of our clients who obviously is not from here and he's trying to sound like he's from here and he's like, yeah, you know, we go sailing on Lake Minnetonka and whitewater rafting. It's like, okay, there's number one, there's no whitewater rafting within a hundred miles of here that I know of and it's certainly not called Lake Minnetonka. So it's kind of funny. We make a joke about that. Inside joke. Um, so there's a little lesson on creativity and finally, what is on your bucket list? Think about that one. What is on your bucket list? What do you want to do? Do you want to change jobs? Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to learn a new language? Hey, you know what? Um, I I I encourage you to you know to to pursue that bucket list because one day we talked about this on the radio or on uh, what was it? I know it was it was on a Facebook Live last week. Uh, I think Buddha said. Um, uh, we're foolish because we think we have enough time and we think we're going to have time to do all these things. And then one day we're so busy with our kids or so busy with our job, or maybe we have health problems or whatever. And we don't get to do them. So what is on your bucket list and what is the first step that you should take to make it happen? A lot of people say skydiving. Okay. Well, what are you waiting for? Well, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, it's not that expensive when it comes to, you know, being relative to what it is in importance to you. I mean, if it's $300, I don't know how much it is to go skydiving. But really, is that that expensive? Can't you put it on your credit card and pay it off? What are you waiting for? What is on your bucket list? Is it to uh, visit, uh, I don't know, the Bahamas? Well, okay. That can be a little bit more pricey. But what's the first step? What is the first step? Is it to like you know start saving money? Whatever it is, I think just take that first step to make that happen. And if it doesn't cost anything and you can go do it today, then what are you waiting for? Go do it. So, um, okay, tomorrow on the show, speaking of bucket lists, we're going to talk about people who were used as someone else's bucket list. For example, uh, somebody who wanted to have sex with a army soldier. So they, they did. They met an army soldier. They had sex with him. And then they were gone. The soldier is like, wait, what happened to her? 
Well, she, you were a bucket list item. Sorry, you kind of got used for that, which is kind of funny. However, if we turned that around and made it a, a guy who wanted to have sex with a model or a guy who wanted to have sex with a woman who was six foot tall, for example, we'd be like, well, that's kind of creepy. Double standard? Discuss. Anyway, that is it for today. Thanks for listening. The book is online. Oh, by the way, we're um, we're working very hard on an ebook version, which is um, it should be you you would think you just pull the trigger and it happens, but it's actually taking a little bit longer than we thought. So that should be out within a couple of weeks, really. Um, uh, okay, that's it. Send any comments to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the podcast.